Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk About. Well, it might not be the latest anymore, but it's the latest for us <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, my name's Elliot and I'm one of your hosts here at Let's Talk About and I'm joined by Seb. Hark! Ahoy there, laddie. Ah, oh, yes, because today we are talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. No, hang on, I've got my notes wrong. Sorry. We are talking about Swords in the Stone Ooh. today. Oh, a Disney classic from somewhere in time. 1963. Cool. What a wealth of knowledge you are. Thank you. That or you're on IMDb, one of the two. I read it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you read it earlier. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is something like the... I, I meant to double check this before, but I forgot. But I'm sure this is like the 15th or 16th something sort of like release via the original Disney Animation Studios. That sounds about so, right. Because um, I was looking quite... up the different eras earlier. Um, and there's like the first like five they made like 37 to 42 uh, it was like what they call the golden era and then there's like the war movies um, which saw Saludos Amigos and then there's like the post-war movies um, and I can't remember if this was in that one or the Silver Age because uh, I think this was just after 101 Dalmatians yes that sounds about right hang on I've got it here um Yes, it was. Okay, yes, it was the 18th one. Um, so, yeah, very good. And it's not bad as well because um, we've not long done 101 Dalmatians. So, yeah. if you want to see, or say, I say see, this is an audio only um, uh, media of entertainment. Yeah. If you want to hear our thoughts on that, go and go and find that. I didn't realize there was only three movies done in the 60s. Oh. Which, considering they managed to keep filming. During a war. <laughs> yeah, that's quite... Um, well, yeah, but no, it was 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book. Jungle was the other one. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, I knew that was in the 60s, but I forgot. Because I think this was um, one of the last ones after like Walt Disney died, I think, potentially. Yes. Yeah, wasn't it like... Yeah, wasn't it the last one? I think I mean, it he was. He started working on a couple of others. Um, yeah, I think he like he started on Jungle Book, but he was um, he he died before it's finished. Yeah, that's I think that's why. Yeah, yeah, he died during the production of I think it was Jungle Book. So this was the last one to be released before his everything, and that's why like the seventies and eighties, it's like they they went through all of his ideas, and then after that, it was like they're on their own. That's why the eighties were really weird. That's when you have like the Black Cauldron uh, and like the mm. Great Mouse Detective and stuff. Yeah, but there's some looking at the list now. There's some great movies after that, but I've not seen The Black Cauldron. Mm. I've heard many things. Same. So I would like to. I'd like to actually see it for my own. Life. I think we've only had one movie so far that I've not seen. Oh. Um. And that was uh, Ichabod. And Mr. Which, again, Toad. when watching, I was like, yeah, that's the one. So uh, I wouldn't mind having another one I've perhaps not seen. It's not many, but yeah, The Black Cauldron is, is, is one of those few. So mm. who knows? Who knows? But we're not here to talk about those. We're here to talk about, like we said, the sword in the stone. <laughs> so a few questions for you at the start. Have you seen this movie before? Great question. I wish I knew the answer. I feel like I watched this like a couple of years ago. Um because I remember the spoilers, the wizard fight. Uh, but I 
as soon as the movie started, I was like, actually, I don't know if I have actually seen this whole film. Maybe I watched it as a kid and it's like too early for me to remember anything. But there's little things I remember, like obviously the stuff of the Sword and the Stone and then like the stuff, some of the stuff of Merlin. But I don't think I actually have. Okay, so that's good. So I kind of knew one for you. Um, so obviously, like you've already said, spoilers. So obviously, we'll, we can just give our, our general thoughts. And then afterwards, we'll just talk purely about the film. Mm. Um I I like this movie. I think it's a I think it's a good movie. Um I don't think it's one of the best in my opinion. No. Um but I think for that time I think I said good good classic Disney is what I wrote down in my notes. Yeah. Which is what it is. That animation, that music. And you can't go wrong with that. No, and I think because we did like Robin Hood recently as well, so having that kind of medieval theme, because um, some kind of similarities showing up was quite interesting. And then the artwork being quite similar to 101 Dalmatians, so it felt quite familiar mm-hmm. in that sense. Um, and I think I was kind of excited going into this one because, again, it's not very long, and I like the Arthurian legend. Um, and then. I don't know. This one seemed a little bit, a little um, up and down compared to some of the other ones we've seen. Yeah, I don't know if you felt that. Like with with some scenes, they go on a bit too long. Hmm. Like, I, I know what you mean. I'm not saying I fully agree, but I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and like because I, I was, I was going to do some things whilst I was watching the movie, but actually from the start, I was like, actually no, I'm going to like focus on this, but then. After like twenty minutes of the running around the squirrels, I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna." <laughs> I went on my phone for a bit, and I was like, "Oh, they're still running around." And then like, and then it went back to normal again. And I was like, "There's just a few of those scenes where it lost me a little bit," and it's like, I don't know. Um, that said, I think quite early on it's quite interesting because you know you meet Merlin, um, and there's some really cool stuff in there. Like, are are you, you know, are you familiar with like the character of Merlin in? literature for example somewhat but it's not my forte i must say oh so pretend that i don't okay well but i know he's a wizard a, w- a wonderful wizard of oz he was and he was in a bbc tv series uh <laughs> no but um <laughs> that was a good show but because it's interesting in the credits it said based on the book by th white and I actually have a copy of that, which I started reading years ago, because um, it features in a bit of, bit of trivia for you here. It features in X2, X United, um, the, nice. the second X-Men movie, because when Magneto's in jail, he's reading that book. Um, and then at the end of the movie, Professor X is teaching it to his class. Um, but, but what's really cool about the story, I've not really read that much, but Merlin is going backwards through time. So... He, what was it like when he, when someone meets him for the first time, it's like the last time he's met them. And there was a similar thing in Doctor Who with the River Song character for any of our Doctor Who fans. So that's quite an interesting storytelling device. So then when, when he's talking oh. about electricity and plumbing, it's like, oh, is that because he's like going backwards through time or because he's seen the future? So that was like instantly quite interesting, straight from the mm. get go. Yeah. Um, so obviously we'll, we can go into like spoilers, like kind of now. Like properly, what well, I say spoilers. I mean, we're literally just deep dive into the film. Yeah. I would say just I'll, I'll link from what you said, but I think Merlin is the my favorite character. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, like 
I think it was his first sentence. It's like, dark age. More like the age of inconvenience. Yes, that was good. <laughs> um, and just all the different things he'd come out with. Like, oh, there's no plumbing. There's no electricity. Mm. Um, what was it? There were some other ones I did write down. Oh, yeah, just kept mentioning things from the future and just not twigging. Like, you know, oh, helicopters. Oh, you don't know that. Oh, a motion picture. Oh, okay. TV. <laughs> <No>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, because you understand TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Second favourite character. It's the most relatable character by far, which is um, Archimedes. Yes. I... <laughs> he's just... He's <laughs> the owl. <laughs> just had enough constantly. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. He's good. I also forgot there was music in this film, like actual songs. It's mm. like it starts off and it's like, you know, it's it's got like the... I'm sure it's got like singing at the start, not just an instrumental. Mm. I could be wrong. But um, yeah. I mean, that was a surprise because there was a few little songs popping up throughout. Yeah, I'm trying to remember any of them. Groundbreaking. Uh, <laughs> even though I watched it this morning. <laughs> That's it. It's just like, I couldn't hum any of them to you now, um, name you any of them. Um, Whereas the Robin Hood ones... Like, amazing about it. The Oodle Alley one from like Robin Hood, like, vividly stood out. Like, I'm singing that in my head right now. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know why <laughs> this doesn't quite... Because wasn't Robin Hood after this as well? That was the 70s. Uh, I'll have a look. I'm pretty sure. But listeners, if you want to hear um, a Seb special rendition of that, you oh. can head over to our Let's Talk About Robin Hood, and within um, within about the first twenty seconds, you'll you'll hear it. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it goes it goes from the sixties. Goes hundred one Dalmatians, Sword in a Stone, then Jungle Book, then the Aristocats, uh, Robin Ho- and then Robin Hood. Okay, so we've watched so, yeah, like we've actually before. seen. We've we've there's only two of the sixties and seventies that we've not seen, which is as, as in together for a podcast, which is the Jungle Book, and for many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, because oh. the other seventies one is Rescuers. Oh, of course, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we get we're getting through them, we're getting through them, which is very exciting. Mm. But yeah, what was uh what was your favourite character, or was it the same as mine? Uh, probably I liked Merlin because he is quite interesting. Like that thing of him talking about, it reminded me of you know um in Avengers Endgame when Cap goes back in time at the end to take the gems back, and then he he spends a life with Peggy, and it's like mm-hmm. the, all the memes are stuff like when you've been in the future where you've got like the internet and phones, and you're going back to time when all the food is boiled, there's no internet, there's only a little bit of electricity. Uh, and he has to just like live through that, and that kind of like reminded me of that, where like I'm envisaging like Merlin's been to the future and he's seen all this stuff, and he's like back in the middle middle ages where there's no plumbing or electricity. So I was like, that's an interesting uh, thing just to be going on, and how he's like he, although he's a wizard, he's like he values like knowledge and science and like mathematics and stuff, and he's like getting all these books to teach Arthur like higher learning so that was quite interesting because normally the whole wizard stuff is like it's always magic against science whereas here he's like no no you should just like learn everything um and there's some good lessons in there where he's like just talking about using brain over brawn and stuff so um other than there's not that many characters in this really because there's yeah there's the owl Um, and then there's arthur whose voice changes scene to scene uh which is i don't know if you you noticed that actors wasn't there yeah yeah I'm presuming they did that. Was it just to sort of like show us like his voice breaking or something like that? I think that's the idea. Or was it? Yeah. 
think it was just a bit bit mad in places. Yeah. Called him Wart mm. instead of Arthur. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, I like yeah. Hector because he's like, you know, I, I adopted Arthur, so I'm kind of responsible for him. Um, and then he's like, he doesn't believe Merlin's magic. And then straight away, he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And then the other guy's just a bit of an airhead. Um, and then, but he won't send him away in case he'll put like a curse on the castle. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we understand why he's still there then. Um, I don't know. I kept having like, in my head, I kept jumping up a bit with Yin Sid from, Yin Sid from uh, Fantasia. Because uh, they both wear blue, <laughs> they're both wizards, and like, because he's in a tower at some point, and I'm sure you meet him in Kingdom Hearts, and he has like a book. But I can't remember now, and I feel like that's how you get to Winnie the Pooh. I have to play the game again. <laughs> like I've not played this game, but the stuff you come out with makes me feel like I, I need to <laughs> at some point. I was just say this is clearly like a Bambi alternate universe, because like that first scene after like the credits roll. It's like them firing an arrow. Yes. At like a deer. Because the deer escapes it. Wasn't Bambi was definitely a gun though, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because basically what happened was like Merlin shot Bambi. But oh. then he went back in time again. And he had to get someone else to fire it with an arrow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> None <laughs> of that was true. This is... <laughs> well, because I liked how Merlin's like... I've been to the future and I kind of know what's going to happen, but he doesn't like, he knew somebody was coming to his house, but didn't know who. Um, and then later on in the story, he's like, Oh, your Arthur is in like round table, all this other stuff. So it's like, is that, he does know everything. He's just forgetting stuff or he can only see part of the future. I don't really know, but I liked when he was like moving the table and the chair and like measuring from the ceiling. Cause that's exactly where he fell through the roof. It's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um, interesting fact for you. This is the only Disney movie from the 60s that um, does not, not yet have a platinum DVD, a sequel, a TV show, or a live-action remake. Yeah, I saw that, because Jungle Book's obviously had the live-action remake. So is 101 Dalmatians. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's... <laughs> when I first saw that stuff, I was like, cool, that's really impressive. But now looking at those only three films... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's actually not that impressive. Well, because this, because I didn't realize as well, the TH White books, I think they're like a compilation of stories, because I think Sword and Stone's one of them. Because I remember when I was like quite into Arthurian legend, and there was like, um, I'm sure there was something in RuneScape about it. Because in some of the other legends, the sword was like in a lake, and it's like Lady of the Lake gives it to Arthur, or he gets it from her or something. Because in our, one of our favorite board games, Shadows Over Camelot, Excalibur is in the lake, isn't it? Not in the stone. Mm. So I wonder if that's like more of a yeah. modern uh, twist on the story. Yeah. Although moving back on to the actual sword and the stone, this movie's a lot like June, where it promises you something, but you don't get it until right at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called Sword in the Stone, but you don't get it until you don't actually see the sword in the stone, apart from like the intro. Yeah. Um, where it's like just hovering above it for like an hour 14 into the film. But when the film itself is only like an hour 20. <laughs> yeah, it, it concludes very quickly after that. I, I guess in my head I thought it comes up earlier in the story. But like they spent a lot of time doing all this stuff like where he's a fish bonding. and a squirrel. Yeah, all that bonding yeah. stuff. And I was like, when did they get to the... 
the sword thing. I look, I do funny. like the the opening for the film because for those who haven't seen it, basically for some reason England doesn't have a king. Um, the king died. There was no um, heir. Uh, I mean, this is a thing that happened in English history a lot anyway. But there was like going to be wars over it. But then um, the miracle was there was a sword in the stone, and whoever pulls it out, whoever is worthy, I guess, um, would be king of England. But nobody could, so it just kind of was left for ages. Um, and it's just like. And then as soon as they're at the joust, and it's like, oh no, I left your sword at the inn. And it's like, I need to find a sword. And it's like, oh, there's Excalibur. <laughs> it's like, well, that's one way of going back to that plot point. It's like interesting, because like, now I think about it, I don't really know what anything else was contributing story-wise. Because <laughs> I feel like the whole story was just like, it's, oh, he, this kid who was adopted, who kind of like come from nothing, was worthy to become king and pull out the sword. Hmm. I think, and the whole other hour was just him getting to know Merlin. Yeah, well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Where when he's a fish, he's putting him in the danger to like use his brain to think out, you know, the story. And it, you know, it's quite similar to the whole um, David and Goliath thing, where it's like David was like the scrawny young brother of all the brothers, but he was chosen to be king because of his other abilities. And that, I guess it's kind of the same thing they were doing here. And I feel like the lessons Merlin teaches him in this movie would then help him to become a good king. Um, it's just a shame we don't see any of that in this movie. And it doesn't really affect him getting the sword and the stone. But I, unless those lessons are what made him worthy. But again, the story doesn't really tell us that. So yes, he's learned how to like be a good person and to value knowledge. But that's not made him king of England. Yeah. Um. So a couple of bits I, I want to bring out as well. So going back to the start, when he when the arrow misses um, alternate Bambi. Yes. Or alternate Bambi. Bambi Bambi's mother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he has to go into like a forest. And it's like that forest. I've realized that Disney forests at this time just all look the same. Yeah. So I feel like they must just have a backdrop which way. Well, it's not a backdrop, you know what I mean. She just kind of like use. Because it reminded me just of the same as the one in Ichabod. Oh and yeah, like, and like Winnie the Pooh movies as well. Um, but also, so throughout this movie, we kind of like see things where, like, like we've already talked about, Merlin and Arthur um, are kind of like bonding. So one of the ones is like you know they both become a fish. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was. We become a bird. Yes, yeah, fish, squirrel, bird. Yeah. yeah, but like the squirrel one, I feel like was just a bit. A bit much, not not due to the length of the scene, like you said, but it goes so it's just like weird oh. places. <laughs> yeah, cause it's like oh, the squirrels mate for life, and like this female squirrel that's fallen in love with Arthur, the mm. squirrel version of Arthur, and like you know, trying to stop it, and like Merlin's just like you know, applauding it and you know, letting it happen, which you know is, is a whole other topic that we won't delve into. <laughs> um, but then like he, the magic wears off, or Merlin stops the magic, and then he he you know. It's just like the poor little squirrel's all heartbroken and it's it's whining. It's, it's like... she's like proper crying. She's really sad. She's like the most depressed character I've ever seen in a Disney movie. She's crying all the way to the top of this. She's felt so betrayed, and and then the scene just fades to black. It's like yeah, well, I guess we'll just gloss over that then. And it's like what what were you trying to teach him here, Merlin? Because then he's like being accosted by some fat squirrel and he's like, oh no, I'm you know I'm not very interested, thank you. Um, and it's like <laughs> it's like how heartbreaking. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> now, 
I'm gonna move on from that. That's just yeah, that's hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, but like, I think what this has got one of the best Disney fights in. Oh, absolutely. What I will give it is between Merlin and and Madam Mama Madamins Mama Mims M- Mim, I think Mim. Because I yeah, thought isn't it like it, a madam, start madam Mim. Madam Mim, maybe because yeah. like in the legend, it's like Morgana Le Fay is like the evil woman, isn't it? I think uh, or Morgana because in that's what she's in the TV series and anything else. But maybe that's a name for her. But I don't know it's just some old lady witch, basically. Yeah, and it's just like um, I think it's still uh, looked on like very highly now from animate animation. From an animation sort of like standpoint, with how there were so many changes because they basically kept morphing into sort of like different animals, mm. but how you could always clearly still see their defining fi- uh, um, features. features, yeah, and you could know exactly who they are, um, which is like crazy. It was like very impressive, like from an artistic standpoint, but also just from a fight, it's very amusing, yeah, because you see it yeah. earlier on when, um what's his name merlin and um, becomes a squirrel and he's like a gray squirrel but he's got like the mustache and all, i think he's got like a monocle or something um mm. and then like whereas like arthur's like a red squirrel uh and there's a thing there about how like there weren't gray squirrels until they're brought in and then they killed all the red ones but then like when he's a bird again you've got the features there so it, i guess it helps that mim is like purple and merlin's blue but yeah for every creature whether it's a rhino or like a crab or a little insect, you you get those features, which is yeah, it's quite cool. And then the the whole the whole thing's great, really. And I just checked, and it is is Madame Mim. Is it? But uh, yeah, it's a very very colourful scene as well. It's just the whole film is pretty bonkers. It's like you don't really know where it's going. No. It's it's just like oh, there's a sword and a stone. Oh, there's that kid Arthur. Oh, there we go. He meets up with Merlin. I see where this is going. Oh no, let's pretend let's let's be what it's like to be a fish. Yeah. And then oh let's um let's do some weird things with some squirrels. Let's oh let's be a bird and oh I've flown into a forest. Oh now I've got to have this massive like boss battle between two Yeah <laughs> magicians. Well cause yeah, so as the fish he learns how to kind of, you know, outsmart the enemy and then like as a squirrel he learns to not break women's hearts, I guess. Uh, and then as a bird because he always wanted to fly didn't he but then like he had to realise about the dangers of life and it's a hawk or something um, but I really love that fight because it's like oh we'll just sure just be like an elephant or like the most powerful creature or whatever um, and then like Mim cheats and becomes a dragon but I do love how Merlin he seems to be on the back foot for most of the fight but he does outsmart her in lots of ways like he becomes a mouse which scares the elephant he um, he becomes a crab to kind of grab the snake or whatever it is and then like the ultimate thing at the end like i couldn't remember how the fight ended so when she catches merlin he becomes a germ a microbe and it makes her sick and that's like um war of the world isn't it where like it's the bacteria that kills the aliens like that's quite a cool little uh, way to win the fight and it's like it's a good story of like you don't have to be the strongest to win you just have to outsmart the enemy and i guess it is Merlin being the advisor to the king. He's teaching those lessons like how to outsmart your enemy, how to choose a good woman, because I guess that causes issues with like Guinevere and Lancelot and stuff in the stories and things like that. So it was, yeah, it's one of the more interesting fights, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I think it's a good film. I think if you haven't seen it, 
I think they should go give it a watch, especially because it's only like a lot of these films, only like an, an hour twenty or something like that. Mm. Um, like I said, not in my opinion one of the one of the best Disney movies, but I think like you know when you get to the the, the classic Disney, it's all kind of it's it's like pizza, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to have a bad pizza. Yeah, you've got pizzas that are definitely not the best ones you've ever had, but it's still good. And I would put Sword in the Stone in that. Yeah. Pile. And like the others, this just has that little charm to it. And because I said about how Robin Hood maybe doesn't have as much of the magic as some of the old ones, but the the world and stuff is very interesting and cool. And they did this similar kind of thing here, where it's like, yeah, you've just made some interesting characters with some interesting ideas. It teaches quite a good lesson, actually, for once. Um, and it's just enjoyable. It's made me want to read that book that I have now. So, you know, if nothing else, it's it's done that. <laughs> It's a shame you, you didn't before, because then you could have held a segment of, is it based on a book? Oh. Well, the answer is yes. Yeah. You could give us some more it, detail. It, well, we kind of got into a few bits of it anyway, haven't we? Well, because on IMDb, um, it's interesting, because T.H. White is listed as uh, one of the writers, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think that's just a writing credit by the fact that it's based on his book. But this was also one that, I think, this only had one director. So he had, like, a very clear vision, whereas all the others had, like, three or four. And I wonder, it'd be interesting to watch those ones and to see if there's a contrast of one pure vision where we've seen with the Marvel movies where James Gunn has a clear vision for Guardians and he knows his characters. You compare that with any of the other ones where it's basically, you know, it's been made by committee. Um, Yeah, it's just more interesting. I agree. Right. Anything else you want to talk about on this subject? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I looked up some of the um, the trivia earlier. I know there's one you may have seen as well about the fact that um, Merlin was based on Walt Disney. It's <laughs> just like Yen Sid was as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Walt Disney knew in either case as well, which is quite a funny recurring <laughs> quite thing to keep happening. No, I appreciate that. Right. Should we spin the wheel <gasps> and find out what we're watching next time? Oh, I think it's that time. Oh, let's see. We're, we're, we're slowly whittling down on our movies. Well, this is loading. We're also, like, really ahead if we know what we're going to be talking about in the future. So, Ooh, that's, that's all good. Oh, there we go. It had to happen at some point. Oh. We will be talking about The Lion King. Oh! Yeah, oh, so. That's a big one. I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering where we were going to get, get some of the big ones because we've got like that. We've got Mulan, we've got Jungle Book, we've got quite a few of like Aladdin. We've got a few of like various which we've not seen yet. Mm. So yeah, we've got the Lion King, which we can talk about because um, we've had we've had two from the Renaissance so far: Little Mermaid, although three, I guess, Little Mermaid, Rescue's Down Under, and Hercules, haven't we? Pocahontas is that in the Renaissance? Oh yeah, four then I guess. Yeah, okay, probably about half now yeah. then. Yeah, so um, so we'll have that in two weeks because what we try to do not every time, but we try and like do a new sort of Disney animation every two weeks. Um, so we'll do that uh in in one of the next in two episodes time. Uh, next episode though, we're gonna be talking about the original trilogy of Star Wars. Oh yeah. So if that interests you, obviously keep an eye out. Follow us on on whatever source you listen to us from. Uh, but you can also listen to our chat of the original, sorry, not the original, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, which we released uh, last episode. Yep. So you can check that out and get our thoughts on that. 
Um, but other things to look out for. Um, we'll be talking about, obviously, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Um, we're talking about those now because we've got Ahsoka TV series currently running. Yes. So we'll be giving our review of that after that's all finished. As well as uh, a couple of new releases to Disney+, Plus, which neither me nor you saw at the cinema, which was Elementals. It's the new Pixar movie, I think. Not, yeah. Not Disney. Yeah. Could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Pixar. It is, yeah. If not, it's... Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and the live-action remake of Little Mermaid, yeah. which we're just dying to oh, see, aren't we? Being held against my will to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, if any of those interest you, you know, give us a follow. You can also uh, send us our thoughts um, and send us our thoughts. Yeah. Tell me what I think. Yeah. So, how can they do that? Well, um, what they can do is they can vote on our polls or slide into our DMs for Instagram. They can go to lta.podcast, where I'm sure we're going to have a Star Wars poll and there might be some feisty discussion on what's better, the prequels or the original trilogy, um, and why people suck for thinking that. Um, but they can also send us an email on the thing we always definitely check all the time, which is let's talk about 2022 at hotmail.com. Yeah, very good. And to give you an idea of the polls, um, on Monday Just Gone, we released our, our prequel trilogy review for Star Wars. I gave a poll on uh, which of the three films was best, or if none of them are the way. And all of them drew. Really? Twenty-five percent each. So, <laughs> what are the odds? There's people out there who for yeah, exactly. Um, so there we go. So that means someone. I, I didn't vote on it, and you didn't vote on it, didn't I? Okay. Well, because I don't think so. Oh, so that means someone has voted for Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yep, and Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, Damn. Which is, which is great, but you know that's that. I'll be very interested right. to... Sorry, just for you. I'll be very interested to see how people vote on the original trilogy because, I mean, mm. I don't know the demographics of our voters, but I think you could probably tell by the age on, I guess, which ones they prefer. But I know I know where we kind of lie on this, so it'll be mm. very interesting because for our listeners as well, you're actually watching the original trilogy at the moment to kind of get a bit more of a feel yep, yep, yep. for the thing. So if anyone else wants to join you, they can we should do a watch party. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, I suppose there's nothing more to say than these words of wisdom. Seb? Um, uh, oh, what was it? Wickety wackety whack. That was what Merlin said, wasn't it? <laughs> his magic spell <laughs> frickety wockety whack <laughs> Merlin's got your back oh. right oh, very good. nice oh, alright uh, we'll see you later and yeah bye bye